What's up, What's everybody? Up, everybody? Hey, sorry, no, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Great. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Okay. I love it. Just want to tell you guys how you can come support the show. You can head over to truezilla.org forward slash donate for any value for value donations. Uh, we got Bitcoin, Cash App, Venmo, all that good stuff. Um, if you want to get we a have nice, Venmo, we do have Venmo. Yes, Ooh. it has been posted on there. Yes, yes, yes. So send us some money. Yeah, yeah. Myself. Wait, hold on. Let's count. You're gonna send us some money. You okay, can. Hold yeah, on. go ahead. That's great. I'll, 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 I'll take your money. Venmo. <laughs> I'll take your money. We'll divide it up three we'll ways. We'll just divide it up three yeah, ways. Yeah, this is okay, what we do. Got you. You guys, if you want a banging Truezilla T-shirt, Ed and I both have our Truezilla T-shirts on. This is the Fauci gave us all AIDS collection. I got the Excuse me, I the world economic. I was wearing my Truezilla hoodie on the jogging trail yesterday. So okay, good job, good job, good job. Um, you might need a hoodie in this this weather. It is. It's, it's going to be a dark hoodie winter. season. It's yeah. going to be a dark. Our winter. hoodies are super super soft. Yeah. I'm like I'm a connoisseur of hoodies. Totally, so. totally. So you head over to truthzilla.org forward slash shirts to get the drop on all the designs. There's a new one up there too that says "What part of freedom don't you understand?" It's we need awesome a donate hoodies button. Hold on. Hold what, on. What, what is it? I want a donate hoodies button so that donate we can just hoodies. have hoodies come in. Like for me, for the winter. Oh, I'm just, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that not this if intro? You guys, okay. if, you guys, if you guys would like to donate Megan a hoodie, um, send us an email, truezilla at protonmail.com. There yes, I would go. love that. There you go. All right. So um, also you guys are sponsors, truthtrs.com. Yes. Truthtrs.com. They have advanced TRS, which is called toxin removal support. It's a odorless, tasteless spray that you spray yeah. in your mouth and it just eliminates all the heavy metals that have accumulated in your body out. Phenomenal um, product. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal product. product. I just got my new bottle and I've been... It's about time for My new three just start, just got shipped. So nice, nice. I'm feeling month. good. I'm feeling good. Sharp, right? Sharp. Do you notice? I told Sharp. you. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. insane. It's insane. You guys go to TruthTRS, at TrueTRS on Instagram. They've got post. They've got testimonial, testimonials, um, all kinds of fun and stuff over there. Postimonials. They've got postimonials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, and if you guys have any questions, you can reach out to them through there. They're really accessible and happy if you have any questions. So, um, also Cody, Cody. Cody. all right, go to Instagram again while you're there already for truth TRS and go to at Cody's underscore crystals and follow our friend Cody. He's got an awesome shop where he just ships out the coolest, like rocks and gems and crystals and like he, he, like he does really so cool live shows yep. i always say that yep. but he really yep. does yep. So. yep 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 so you guys go check him out give him a follow tell him truthzilla sent you and uh yeah that's all good and i think is that it i think, I think so all right show. big time big time enjoy guys Welcome to Truthzilla. I am Megan sitting here with my good friends, Scott and Ed. Hello. Our guest today hails from one of the most dangerous families <laughs> in the world and is a real thorn in the side of the predator class. Mm. Gareth Ike is the host of the show right now, which you can catch on the Iconic Network. He is also the presenter of The Walk and hosts the podcast, What Aff? with co-host Richard Willett. He is an activist, a singer-songwriter, author, former international beach soccer player, and now a father two times over. Gareth, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, Thank, thank you so you. much for joining us. Yep. Yeah, this Thanks is pretty so awesome. This is pretty awesome. So, you know, we've got so much to talk about, you know, so I don't know how familiar you are with our show. You know, we're over here on the Pacific side of the United States, you know, we're just uh, right in the middle of one of the more tyrannical states, Oregon. Um, you know, we are seeing just the, you know, I would say like Oregon, New York, California are just leading the charge in, in tyranny, you know what I mean, over on our side. Um, and I know that you guys are getting a fair amount of it yourself. And I really want to get boots on the ground reports from your side. I want to get into all that good stuff. But really, ultimately, you know, I feel like there's so much 
uh, value and talking to just learn more about you, Gareth, too. And I know that uh, just in the last week or two, you've, you've got a second child on the way that, or uh, that, that that's coming to the world. Um, I'm yeah. really cu- two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks Congratulations. Today. Congratulations. Congratulations. So what what is that like? And also, like, what, what was the, the experience like in the hospital uh, during all that? Well, I got to say, I was dreading it. Yeah. Um, not the obvious, you know, childbirth thing. Childbirth is incredible, but I, I was worried about the hospital, and I, I kind of didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen because Derby, where well, I live in a village in Derbyshire, but the big hospital is Derby, and it's quite renowned throughout COVID for being a bit ridiculous. So I was kind of like, you know, here we go. But I kind of, and I said this to Richard actually when I was doing the podcast with him, I was like. I think it's important to to just draw a line and you say, right, so this is the line that I won't cross. Because if I have a line and I say, do you know what? Okay, I won't do it unless it gets hard or this happens or this happens because it's going to get hard. Yeah. So at that point, you may as well just do it. So so I was like, no, I'm going to draw a line. I'm not wearing a mask and I'm not getting tested. Mm-hmm. They're the, I'm not doing it. Um, and so instead of then worrying about what would happen in the hospital, because they, they, they demand both those things, you see. Um, instead of worrying about it, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to put that out. It might sound a bit hippie, but I'm just going to put that out to the universe. That's my line. I'm not doing it. And I'm not even going to worry about it anymore. And what will happen will happen because it's meant to happen sort of thing. And there was nothing. Wow. Nothing. I didn't have to do a test. No one asked me for a test. Um, I got handed a mask and the lady said, you know, can you wear that? Very polite, but, you know, can you wear that when you're in the room? And I said, you know, I'll be honest with you, if I put that across my face, I ain't going to be able to breathe, so I'm going to be taking it off anyway. Um, and the lady was sound, not a problem. Um, and and then I was kind of walking in and out. I was going out to the car to get stuff, walking through, saying, hi, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah, nearly there. No one's saying, you know, no one batted an eyelid. And I think, you know, part of that is probably because they're just bored of it. It's been yeah. 18 months. Um, but also if you put that out there, you know, that kind of just that confidence in, in your own convictions of mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And so it's irrelevant what you say to me because I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of has quite a lot of power. And I find that a lot, you know, here in the UK, when they brought in the mask mandate, you could see people that walked in uh, into a shop a bit sheepish didn't really want to wear a mask. Maybe they didn't have it on properly. They didn't want to because they can't breathe because it's ridiculous. Um, or they kind of walked in without one, but looking around kind of thinking, oh God, please don't have a go at me. You know, yeah. someone would have a go at them. Um, yeah. And then and then you'd see other people would just walk in and go, how you doing guys? All right, yeah, nice day, innit? Yeah, I'll just have that for 20 B&H, please, mate. No one says a word to them because yeah. it's that confidence of just kind of, I'm not going along with this crap. I'm not doing it. Um, and that was my attitude with the hospital and it was wonderful. Um, and then, yeah, little and came out. So I've got two girls now. So yeah. um, it's three, three to one in my house. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm finished. Yes. <laughs> I'm, basically I need to get saving for another bathroom. Right on. Well, that's all re- really reassuring. And I feel like you're, you're right. I mean, it really is all about, you know, it's kind of disarming to them. I feel like a lot of times when you're just stand firm in your truth and it feels like they, uh, a lot of times don't know how to handle it, you know, and, but, but some of them, you know, yeah. this is to me, like, it also seems like this is where like they're, they're, they're sad that the mask mandates went away, you know, and now they're super stoked that they came back because now they get all their power back. They get all their little micro tyrant author- authority back, you know, just like the average person doesn't really have much going on in their lives. It's like now they can exert their will on me and, and, and bolster their own ego or whatever the hell it is. You know what I mean? It's I think it's, like, there's also yeah. kind of um, 
there's this illusion going on, right? Like we just had uh, someone we talked to in Southeast Asia a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and he talked about like how how many mandates. If you're to look at from another part of the world, you would see there it sounds horrible. But if you're actually out in the community, mo- most people aren't following these things, mm-hmm. right? And it sounds like it's so bad, but like I think that's a, in a lot of places across the world, like they have all these things in place to make you think that, that you know you're gonna run into so many issues if you don't follow these rules. But a lot of people aren't, yeah. right? It's it's no. not. It's not a one-to-one uh, correspondence there with, the, with what they're saying the mandates are and yeah. what, what it's like boots on the ground. Totally. Right. Yeah. The enforceability yeah. of it. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I think for a lot of people that are maybe on shop doorways and stuff, you know, they don't get paid enough money to be telling guys twice their size to put a mask on and get all the grief back for mm-hmm. it. You know, they, you know, yeah, all right. I don't, just go in, mate. Yeah. Um, I spoke to uh, Josh Sigurdsson yesterday. Yep. Yep. Um obviously he's kind of he's famous for being a canadian but i don't think he's been in canada for years yeah. but he um he was he's going around europe at the moment and going to basically the green pass places so he's been he's in italy at the minute he's been in france and he said it's about 25% of the businesses are are are, are doing it sure and they're and they're all empty and he said 75% of the businesses they're not going along with it and they're all packed full of people good um yeah, which is great. And he said, I take great pleasure in going to walk in somewhere and they say, you know, have you got your green pass? And he says, I'm not giving you any money. And he, and he said, and I turn around and walk away from their empty restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've kind of got this, this decision that these businesses have got to make. It's like, oh, well, if I don't comply with the government, you know, I'm going to get fined or I'm going to get shut down or whatever. And it's like, mate, if you comply with the government, you're not going to get any business, so you're going to shut down anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's 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 having a decision to make. And I think most, well, at least 75% are, are saying, do you know what, I'm I'm going to open my business and I'm going to let customers in and, and survive and the government can do what it wants. And one of the things we're seeing, at least in our neck of the woods too, is, you know, all these fines that they're threatening everybody with, they're, they're few and far between for one. And- I know in Oregon, I don't think there's a business that's actually paid one yeah. of these fines to date. So a lot of it's, it's again, it's just the illusion, yes. right? To, to, to keep you in compliance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same with the protests yeah. here yeah. in the UK. Uh, um, I think five people paid the fine. Man, they must be regretting it. Yeah. Because they just paid it, paid it straight away. And the other, I think it was about 300 and something, um, just didn't bother. And every single one of them got overturned. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, but obviously they're not going to give back the money to the five that paid it. So sure, there you right, go. Sure, <laughs> right. There's a lesson. There's a lesson there somewhere. Sure. Yeah. But, um, but it's absolutely about that. And I got told a very interesting story by a guy called Stephen Wybrow, who's in Austria. So um, him and sort of two or three others, but but it's it's mainly um, him him and another guy called Errol that they've sort of they've gone a different way about it rather than organize they organize protests, but rather than shouting freedom and, you know, and marching, they're putting the liability back on the people that are enforcing it. So the police mm. or whatever, but they're putting it on them personally. Mm. So they're not, so he was saying like, what you're doing is we, we, we did it with a politician. They said they went to his house and they issued him with, um, with, with, you know, a contract of liability of like, okay, this is what you're enforcing. I do. If I do that, you're liable for anything that happens to me. Sure as a result of it this this particular one was was the mask mandate and um and he said he said it to a police officer as female police officer he said this is on you and not as a police officer I'm, this liability isn't with the police this this liability is with you as a human as an individual that if you put this mask on me because that's what they try and do when they arrest you at these protests oh, um 
then the the liability is on you personally. So anything that comes from it, if I if if I get sick from the mask, if I hyperventilate, whatever, it's on you. And um, and he said she went no, no 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 no, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't take it. And it's like well, I'm not I'm not wearing that then. And so he said that they found that they basically got a loophole around it mm. that actually these people would okay they won't enforce it. But um, where I'm going with this is is the creation of the illusion. So mm. they arrested him and Errol and two others. And they, they, as people tried to, you know, pull them away and stop them being arrested, they bundled them into a police van and they built like a wall of police officers around the police van. So these other protesters couldn't get to them. And obviously Stephen said to me, he's like, you know, I've, I've got in the back of the van. I'm like, here we go. And he said, and the side door of the van opened and they let us all out and we walked away. <laughs> right. Wow. So, yep. so yep. they weren't arrested. They weren't arresting them because they knew they couldn't. But what have they done is they created the illusion to yep. everyone else yes. protest that, oh, man, do you see they got arrested? Well, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. And that, you know, like what you said, they create this illusion of mandates. Oh, oh my God, if you do that, this is going to happen. Unless you're in Australia, it's it's yeah. not going to happen. Oh my you know, God. They're, they're, they're off the charts, man. Yeah. 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 Prayers go out to all them, man. Like, it's crazy. Like here in Oregon, they just instituted an outdoor mask mandate. So now you're required to wear masks only, outdoors. Only uh, like, state in the nation. Yeah, yeah. That's just insane. And it, we just laugh. Of course, we just laugh at that. Like, oh my God. No, no one really does it. It's yeah. just, it's again, it's yeah. just like they, the illusion. Yeah. It's yeah. the illusion. Yeah. yeah. Um, Australia, though, they've had some oh. uh, interesting stuff going on with, you know, the truckers trying to yeah. shut down the country. Yeah. Now, we, I, it was interesting because yeah. we were hearing about the story and we got really excited. Like the truckers are literally going to block the ports. They're going to they're going to shut down the country. And then you couldn't find yeah, we an couldn't, article. Again, yeah. it's just, just media censorship. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. find anything about it. We we found an article about the upcoming. And then yeah. we found an embedded yeah. like uh, local media clip about yeah. it. Yeah. It's yeah. tough. It's really hard to find that. And same thing, same thing with like the coverage of anything going on in Europe. Like I know like Europe is just rising up, man. It's so, yeah. it's so motivating for us. You know, we, we like obviously in France, we've seen like a history of like the yellow vest protests and we, we hear rumblings about everything you guys are doing in the UK, you know, France, Germany, like you guys are, are doing the deal. And here in like in Oregon in particular, like we go to all the medical freedom rallies as many as we possibly can anyway. And it's like a hundred people. And it's like, you guys, there needs to be a hundred thousand people out here right now. Yeah. I don't, it just doesn't make any sense. And it's so hard yeah. to understand. I feel like people are just under a spell. You know, the mainstream media has put us in, in a little box, isolated us from the rest of the world. And just, I don't know. It's so hard. They are so, literally yeah. under a spell. Yeah. I, I think it's, yeah. yeah. There, there is a, it is a spell. It's a psychological manipulation from the beginning. Mm -hmm. But what they've done as well, which is very, very clever, particularly in America, but they've done it here as well, is they've made it political. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know people that are, are Democrats um, and they said that they don't agree with masks. This was in California. They don't agree with masks. But if you don't wear a mask, you're, you're a Trump supporter. This was mm -hmm. obviously when, when the election was going on. So they end up wearing a mask as a to show that actually I'm not a Trumper, a Trumpist. And it's like, that's mad. That's insane. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's the same here. You know, I, I see, you know, things pop up in your timeline on social media. And if I see someone saying, you know, we need to wear masks, you need to mask up kids, you need to jab kids or whatever, you know, all this bizarre stuff. I can tell you 99 times out of a hundred, what their, what will be in their bio. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's, you know, often it's it, here, it's follow back pro Europe. So there's a hashtag, um, FB, um, PE and so it's an anti-Brexit. There'll be okay. one of them, hundred percent. There'll be a rose for a Labour supporter. Sometimes you get a BLM, and more often than not, you get pronouns. Mm -hmm. And that's everything. And, and you're like, but that's mad. Mm -hmm. That's mad because 
if it's if there's a virus raging it's everywhere you know in in the second world war which they keep comparing this to i'm sure you know bombs didn't just come down on leftists house in london mm-hmm. right. you know and and all the right wing lot were just going but my house is fine you know that that wouldn't happen bombs yeah. are everywhere yeah um and so that's strange and by making it partisan um there'll be a lot of people i think that are in oregon that agree with us oh yeah but but politically it's like man if i if i go to one of them because they did it here like they, they made the rallies sound well they didn't make them sound they reported them as far-right rallies mm-hmm. yeah. and so there was a big um one in trafalgar square last year last summer and london just exploded it mm-hmm. was crazy so we were traveling around the country doing speeches here and there and you were getting a few hundred maybe a thousand london was rubbish uh, there were, I think it was like 600 in London. I'm thinking I spoke to 2000 or whatever yeah. in Sheffield. You got 600 in London. What the hell are you on about? That's mad. Um, and then the next one, I think it was a month later and it was 35,000. So London just went bang and just yeah. sort of woke up overnight. And, and what happened was some guy arrived and unfurled a um, fascist banner, right? Uh, right at the back. No one could see it. It was right at the back. So everyone's looking at the stage. Unfurled it. And then wrapped it all up again and went home and no one really noticed it, but every single media outlet, fact checkers, huh. anti-hate groups, they all got a photo of it. Ah. And it's like, it's like, and this was front page news that there was fascist, a fascist anti-lockdown rally. And you're like, man, this, this is the worst plant I've ever seen in my life. Like, wow. and, and so then the month later, um, there was about 45,000 in Trafalgar Square. And I spoke at that. And that's why I said at the start, I said, is there a fascist flag at the back? And it's because I was just trying to get it in there early to the point that we know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, we know what you're doing. And and so they had a picture of the rally and they report it as like tens of thousands. So sometimes now you, you'll have half a million in London, tens of thousands. It's like, you're having a laugh, mate. Um, but there was, there was a headline it was saying about it was like a far right rally. And I'm looking at it and, and the photo is like, I can see two hijabs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is yeah. the worst far right rally I've ever seen. Yeah, and because it's every creed, every color, every age. Um, exactly. You know, there's LGBTQ flags at the uh, at these freedom rallies, and they're reporting them as anti. And uh, you know, yeah, I mean, that literally right. just mimics our January sixth uh, insurrection event to, to me, right? Like False the, flag. I mean, yeah. there was there was like what probably a hundred thousand people there. I mean, there's a medical freedom rallies. I mean, there was just people there for all kinds of reasons, but then you have some probably uh, FBI provocateurs <laughs> that, you know, are let into to this Capitol building. And, and that's the whole report that it's the far right, uh, you know, yeah. insurrectionists, yeah. the domestic terrorism, you know? Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a total scam. Yeah. 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 That was a total scam. Yeah, that. Totally. And, and they'll use it. Well, they'll use it to death um, yeah. to bring it, um, you know, basically they're, they're trying really hard to link, um, any sort of people that are calling out the government, whether it be politically or whether it be, you know, anti-vaxxers or whatever, they're trying to tie them into domestic terrorism. Um, and, and that's, that's so obvious. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, then, then you're at a point where you can go to a freedom rally and end up being charged with terror crimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just insanity. I mean, right. I don't know if you'd you'd seen that what they're they're trialing, and obviously when they trial something, what that means is we're doing it. Um, mm-hmm. They're trialing uh, universal basic income in Wales at the moment. It's like wow. yeah, we'll just trial it. It's like oh come on, trial. You haven't loved this. Been a plan from the start. Mm-hmm. But um, in in Australia, they're trialing an app where you it's got a facial recognition. Yep. So 
you will get a buzz on your phone and within 15 minutes you have to show a picture of yourself obviously with your facial recognition mm-hmm. and where you are and if you're somewhere where you're not meant to be the police are sent and they'll be on their way yeah exactly i mean that's i just so, don't know if you, if you said that two years ago yeah. you get carted off they'd say he's mad yeah, yeah. So much of what we were saying from the very beginning, you know, that's why we've been so resistant against the masks from the very beginning because we know where this has been leading. Like we know that this is going to yeah. be compulsory vaccinations. We know this will lead to, you know, a digital track and trace system. Like we were talking about this a year ago, you know, like like I know you guys have too. I mean, this has literally been the opposition. It would have been so much easier to fight when it was just about the masks. And now, like what what we're seeing in Australia, like I don't know how they dig themselves out of this. Like and and it's just. Um, so even more frightening because it's just happening to the same degree everywhere. Um, just just looking at like, you know, your video that you posted yesterday or, or the one, the same one, Josh Sigurdsson, like I saw, uh, you know, a nurse being interviewed and you guys have like nurses over there protesting, which is like exactly what's going on in our state. And I was just really curious, um, are, are, are they going after frontline workers over there too? Um, oh yeah, re- requiring requiring vaccination. So yeah, same here in Oregon. Yeah. In Oregon specifically, they they have they just uh, a couple weeks ago they they said healthcare workers, teachers, uh, state workers, state workers, except for the government. They, oh, except by, for the yeah, government, yeah, by, not, the, not the judicial branch, not the judicial <laughs> branch of the government. But but yeah. you have to take the vaccine, and there's no alternative for testing or anything like that. They do have some language about the religious, religious exemptions, exemption, religious which Oregon exemptions. has had, I, yep. I believe, within its constitution. And I'm just and, and are they doing the same thing over in England as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The frontline workers, care workers have until the 16th of this month. Wow. So less than two weeks to, yeah. to have their first. Eight people. Um, because you have to have been double jabbed for two weeks before okay. it counts. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, I mean, I've got friends um, that, that are in that position. Yeah. Um, but it's, but it's, but it's, it's kind of backfiring. And so I keep saying to my friends, like, just, I know it's easy for me to say it, but just, just hold out, yeah. just hold Probably. out because, um, I mean, I, I know someone like really, really well. Um, and they, um, they're allergic to everything. You know, mm-hmm. you have those people that sure. yeah. have an epi, like if they eat a nut or a wasp thing, do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, so they're exempt from it. Um, and the, you just need a doctor's note. Yep. And so the doctor has refused. Um, <laughs> and because, uh, because none of the allergies listed, um, obviously on their medical records are the same as you know the ingredients of this so-called vaccine so so they've said to the doctor well can i not be tested against these ingredients then because obviously if you're allergic to everything you might just not have come across that yet it's not yeah, been right. injected totally you right. don't know and the doctors have refused yeah. oh, wow that's, that's criminal that's absolutely yeah. criminal yeah. yeah, it is. Of course it is. Because yeah. in a sane world, if this is about health, yeah. you say, of course, yeah, no problem. Yeah, we'll test you against those ingredients. Oh, yeah, we'll test you. Oh, no, you're fine. You're not allergic. You're fine. Or, oh, geez, yeah, you are. Thank God we didn't. Man, yeah, that could have killed you. Wow, yeah. well, that's a poof. That's lucky, isn't it? Yeah. But no, they've just gone, no, we're not doing it. And so they, they've been told that if they don't have it booked in by the 16th, that they've gone out of a job. And they've yeah. got two kids. So- yeah, they, they've done that here. Uh She's and Oregon actually is the only state in the United States that has a law on the books that um, health care facilities cannot mandate vaccines. We're the only as, state, as, yeah, right? As a, as a requirement Since for 19, employment. For, yeah. and as 1989. Inquir- 1989, yeah. right. And then so now what she's done, Not our governor, shit, but. right. Um, but so now what we have, though, is we have the National Guard 
patrolling the walking the corridors of the hospital so she brought the national guard in and so that's who's at the hospital now while we've got nurses and yeah we all know nurses who are losing or being threatened in the next august 31st was their deadline okay yeah yeah, so 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 a lot of them are out already there's a a whole bigger picture to that though i mean i think that when when covid first hit you know how many uh, healthcare workers were laid off right so and then the Mm -hmm. ones that were that were stayed uh, they were not treated well they they weren't treated well they were overworked they Mm -hmm. didn't get their bonuses paid out so so and they've been dealing with all of this on the hospital and that's the thing is that they worked through the this you know pandemic they've worked through it whatever cases they did come have you know the people with their comorbidities people yeah whatever it is people (laughs) coming through sick and they worked through all that with their masks on without being jabbed and now that they've done their jobs and they've served people and they're they're helping people as their way of life and now that's being stripped of them you know the whole thing i mean we all know it's just absolute garbage but it's it's so diabolical and to see them move uh, you know, armed or, you know, uniformed personnel from the military into the hospitals where people are trying to walk to get care and to feel safe. I mean, and I don't know that anybody that I know in this community feels safe around the medical uh, well, it's community very, it's at this very, point at all. It's very clear. If you look at the two, like here in the United States, it's it's the military and now frontline healthcare workers that are being targeted the most to mandate the vaccine. And yeah. so what we're going to be left with is anybody in the medical field, anybody in the military are just going to be people who are woke and willing to go along with the program. And so now that you have all the, you know, free thinking nurses out of the way, now you can just move that military, that woke military in to replace them, you know, and it's just, it's well, and that's really scary for that. Yeah. If, if even in the future, those of us who haven't taken a jab are allowed to get medical care of any yeah. kind, if oh, even that's of, a thing. Yeah. Let's, let's um, get into that. Oh yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, I was just going to say too. So I have been targeted myself. I worked in the healthcare field. I was a drug and alcohol counselor up until the week before last. Um, I was being very vocal in my place of work about helping other employees sign up for religious exemptions. Um, And I feel like I was targeted and they they, uh, terminated me for uh, having malware, downloading malware on a work computer. Like you, that is just such bullshit. You know what I mean? And so it was, it was very, and then just after that too, that same week, uh, came to find out that as a drug and alcohol treatment facility that runs an inpatient residential program, they are only accepting people who have had the shots. So now you're being denied medical care based on your vaccine status, which has been our, our biggest fear. And now it is literally happening in real life here. Yeah. So it's just insane. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's the, they're pushing the same thing here. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, we, we've got we've kind of got a bit of a, a two pronged attack here. One is that in the, in the care field, I mean. The, to be fair, the unions have been a disgrace throughout mm. the whole thing. They've done nothing. Mm-hmm. But just now, Unison um, are, are speaking up against mandating front-line front, front, front um, care workers. Yeah. And they're the, first, they're the first ones that have ever spoken up through the whole thing. They've come out today, actually, saying that this, this no, we need no, basically. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully, you know, that's going to kind of grow and grow because... They're also reporting in the news here in the UK that basically <laughs> the care homes are finished because so many staff are leaving um, because they refuse to have it. They're just walking out. Mm. That there's there's not enough, and so they're actually asking um, relatives of these people if they can come in and look after. And you think, well, well, why would I pay to have them in a home if I've got to come in and look after yeah. them? They mm-hmm. just may as well just come and live with me. Right. And so and. And so care homes, obviously, that rely on the money are, are, are going to go under. Um, so that's obviously, you know, that's going to start changing some minds, uh, hopefully. Um, and the other one, which is huge, is vaccinating the kids. Um, mm. Because w- 
even if you believe the entire narrative of which I obviously don't, but if you do, um, kids from their own statistics have a, if they get, if they even get it, they have, what is it? 99.9997% chance of survival. Right. And so you're going to put an experimental, um, gene therapy into a child to protect them from something that literally isn't going to, isn't going to kill them. Um, and so a lot of people that I either know or, or see online that have had two jabs, they always start with that line. I'm double jabbed, but, but no one cares, but I'm double jabbed, (laughs) but I draw the line at my kids. They're not coming near my kids because they don't need it. Why would they don't, of course they don't need it. That's ridiculous. Um, so there's, there's quite a bit of pushback on that at the minute. Um, and, What's interesting is is that the regulatory body here in the UK um, has said yesterday that they don't. What day is today? Saturday. Yeah, Friday. So yesterday, they don't approve it and they mm-hmm. don't recommend it. They don't think kids between the ages of twelve and fifteen, which is the next bracket they're trying to vaccinate mm-hmm. from Monday, mm-hmm. um, they don't. They're not giving it approval. That's great. Um, That's great. Good. But the government has said they're doing it anyway. Yeah, we have to hold our ground with the kids. I mean, that has to be where we draw the line. You know, speaking of lines, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, you know, the woke mentality, I feel like the only thing more virtuous than to get your kids vaccinated would be to like, you know, my kid hasn't, be the parent of the kid that had the sex change operation. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's like a, it's like a status yeah. thing, a status thing. My, my, my transgender child just got double vaccinated. Then you're just like off the charts woke, like bow down before the wokeness. Like, it's just like. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Va- vaccinated in the bio is the, is the new pronouns for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. but, but it's interesting because even a lot of those people, to be fair, that I'm seeing yeah that are very much follow the science yeah. are now going, well, hang on. The science has just said they don't recommend it. And the government's saying they're doing it anyway. So mm-hmm. actually that's kind of backfiring a bit on the government. And so it should, because I mean, I don't believe these regulatory bodies anyway, they're, they're, they're all compromised. I mean, the MRHA here is, is, you know, its chief funder is Bill Gates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's got shares, who's got shares in the vaccine. So if that's not a conflict of interest, but, but, um, but the fact that that's happened, that's caused quite a lot of uproar because it's like, hang on, you know, the science apparently is saying, don't do it. The government's going to do it anyway. You're risking the lives of kids. Come on. Um, and also what's come out today um, is that, you know, I think obviously a, a GP, a, a general practitioner, so an MD in, 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 in your world is, I mean, it's pretty good money. They're yeah. a pretty good salary anyway. Sure. Um, but they also get um, £12.56 pence per vaccine that they deliver so obviously if you're delivering millions of them, that's not a bad gig. Um, but if you jab a kid, you get an extra tenner on top. Wow. Uh, so that's so that's um, come out know. today in, in um, government documents, NHS yeah. documents. So that's started to get a few cogs turning because you're like, hang on a minute. One, why are you being paid to jab people? That's bizarre. Two, what do you mean you get a £10 supplement per kid? It's almost It's almost like you know, like a shoot 'em up game where you get extra points if you hit the, you know, the boss man or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, it just shows that they're the target. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They're the ones yeah. that you're supposed to be getting. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's just mad. I'm, I'm... It's, it's disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. And, and what the, the way I look at it now is I'm not, I know that the, the division is completely intentional. I get that. Yeah. 100%. And so I try not to be divided. And, you know, I've got friends that like, I won't be around vaccinated people. You know, I'm, I'm not like that. Just whatever. Yeah, you, know, you you do you hunt you know yeah, as long you as don't. you just just leave me the f alone yep. basically that's yeah. and and if that relationship is reciprocal that's great um 
yeah well exactly used to yeah <laughs> my, my body my choice yeah, but totally. not anymore but um but yeah so i think you know that's that that could be the big thing i think kids is a massive thing but the way i look at it without you know trying to be divisive is yes the responsibility falls on um the pharmaceutical companies and the governments and the you know the, the absolutely compromised regulators that are allowing this thing to happen and the people that are putting it in their arm and all this sort of stuff yes okay there's responsibility there but the ultimate responsibility for me is with the parents yes because if you're allowing it to happen yes you know and people might say well what am i supposed to do then take the kid out of school yes 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 yes, yes. 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 And, it, and it's it. like yeah and it's like but that would be difficult yes it would be difficult it is difficult it is difficult of course it is but but you know when your choice is difficult or really freaking bad and sinister and potentially Deadly. fatal it's yeah. it's it's a no-brainer you know if you said like um if you don't take your kid out of school i'm going to shoot your kid in the face you take the kid out of school yeah right yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't go oh that'd be difficult though so i mean you wouldn't you yep. wouldn't do that you just take them out and you'll you'll you, we'll find a way we'll sort it it'd be fine um and you know I, if you allow your kid to I, just, I don't i don't understand how you can be a parent and do it really yeah, um, yeah. that's I'm, why I'm we're sitting here literally yeah like we're both parents and you know i mean i mean it is one thing that they're pushing this on us but for our children no way. And those mm -hmm. lines are really clear. You know, I'm not masking my children. My children will not be uh, jabbed ever again because, I, you know, I had a vaccine injured child from the, the childhood schedule, you know. So, um, yeah. But it, what I'm curious, though, too, is um, I know like here we have uh, the VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. And, you know, we're, we're reporting about 13,000 deaths, which is supposedly about 7,000 of those are from within the U.S. borders. And I know I've seen the, uh, you know, uh, the European has a very similar system. And last time I checked, it was about 18,000 deaths. Um, uh, are, do people know this information or is it just so censored? I mean, you know, we just got the, the Pfizer uh, approved here, which is kind of a controversy anyways because of how they did it. I'm sure you've heard a little bit about that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, they approved something else, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yes. So you think it's approved, right? So... Um, but are people are are people aware that like that this shot has killed, you know, probably 20,000 plus people in in the European Union at this point? You know, that's uh, what it's been reported. In. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's about well, they say 10 percent. Yeah, yeah, 10 percent yeah. actually get reported. So obviously you can times everything by 10. But here in the UK, we have something called the yellow card system. Mm. And 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 it's not the same as as theirs because the doctor the doctor who's getting £12.56 a shot and the £10 bonus has to report it. So I can't do it. So if I if I take the vaccine and get an injury and I go to the doctor and go, you know, I've got an injury and the doctor says, no, nah, it's probably not the vaccine that I gave you. I probably didn't cause that injury. Yeah. Then it doesn't go on the yellow card system. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's like, you know, basically putting the schoolyard bully in charge of who's reporting the fights in the playground to the headmistress. Mm -hmm. right. It's, he's not going to be doing it. Right. Um, so there's very little, very little awareness of it. Um, and I, I, I've spoke to people that, that have had it, um, had the jab and then had problems. Um, and I've spoke and I've said, you know, if you've tried to get it on the, well, what's, what do you mean? What's the yellow card system? They haven't got a clue. Yeah. Wow. They haven't got a clue because there's no informed consent yes. at all. And I, and, and it's what I find really strange. Like, I've had eight surgeries in my life, um, mainly legs snapping, but um, 
because I've played sports. And so mm-hmm. I've had eight surgeries and every single time they sit you down and they, before you go in, they tell you everything that could happen. Um, and, and these, these things are like 0.01% chance of happening, just like l- literally not going to happen really. Sure. But, but they have to tell you. And I, and I, I remember it because I remember coming out of these, I mean, luckily I've not had one for two years, thankfully touch wood. Um, I remember leaving these things like, God, geez, I just thought it was a groin surgery. I didn't realize like you, it was open heart surgery. Like, yeah. man, it just makes it sound like, you know, but they have to do it because they have to, you have to know before you sign to go under general anesthetic that actually this is, you could die basically. It's, and, and, and then, so I, I weigh it up and I go, yeah, I have to, because my leg's hanging off. Right. You do it. Um, but when it comes to vaccines, there's none of that. There's none, none of that. None it, all, it's yeah. just, here you go. Come, come, I mean, here in the UK, they're, they're, they're often at music festivals. <laughs> So you go to a music, see, this is what gets him, gets me as well. You go to a music festival, these people are off their faces on, on alcohol and drugs and whatever, and then you can just go in and get a shot and then go back to the dance tent. Yeah. It's like, in what world would that be? I love the motorbikes flying down my road at this time. I've got two kids. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, you know, in what, in what world would you allow that? You know, if, if it was legitimate and it was about health and the, you'd say well no of course you can't have it while you're intoxicated that's insane mm-hmm. right. um but here they're, they're dishing them out there's vaccine tents at all the major festivals um my sister said she went to goodwood which is a horse racing festival on the south coast and she turned up and the first guy there was stood there with masks and bloody marigolds on like he's doing the washing up and was like um would you like to come in and get a shot <laughs> wow <laughs> but the thing is my, my my sister doesn't drink right my sister doesn't drink but she thought at first it yeah. was like do you know what i mean come in and like bang a shot cheers yeah. nice one <laughs> yeah, yeah. like that it was like a shot of alcohol or something obviously and it's like no it's a vaccine do you want to pop and you just think but oh. mo- but most people know that you're going to feel a bit groggy like even if you're an absolute pro-vaxxer get sure. the vaccine kill everyone that doesn't get it sort of attitude you will know that you're going to probably feel a bit groggy for a few hours so you ask yourself if you're going to go to a music festival we're going to enjoy yourself man i can't wait to watch the food fighters um, I'm going to get something that's going to make me feel like shit. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, why would you do that? That's just insanity. Yeah. But there they are. They're all of them. Yeah. yeah, pure insanity. So so back to the medical freedom thing. We just went to a medical freedom event the other night. And uh, one of the things that one of the doctors that was speaking uh, was discussing that I, this was new information for me. Um, they, the standard uh, in medical practice is an acronym called PARQ, P-A-R-Q. And uh, that, that's basically all the elements of what an actual informed consent, uh, you know, for like a clinical perspective. And it's uh, the procedure. You need to fully discuss what the procedure is. Um, you need to know all the ins and outs of what it is that you're expecting about the procedure, including, you know, uh, a medical intervention in the form of a, an injection. Right. Uh, the second one is alternatives. All there are, are there alternatives? Is there any alternative to this? Do you have all the information in terms of like other medicines or, or maybe second opinions? Uh, the third one is, uh, what was, what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, risks, risks. Okay. So what are the risks? Are there any potential risks? Could you die from it? Um, is there any adverse events that could possibly happen? And then questions, you know, she was very clear. Be like, you know, go home, think about it, write down your questions, you know, think, take some time, bring back your questions. If you have more questions, you can always ask them. There's not a single element of any of that that's being taken into consideration at any level and any of this. To be fair, this has no. been the long game of uh, vaccines, though, not yeah. just with this sure. one before. I mean, since for here we had the 1986 uh, Childhood Vaccination Act where they re- removed liability from, you know, all the, all the pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. the doctors, and, and there's just no one's liable. So, right. So they've mm-hmm. so they've 
the informed part of that consent like yeah. is has been going away for many for decades really right so it's not a yeah. surprise that we're in this situation as we are now i mean it's just the mantra of safe and effective the propaganda that's been fed to us all for mm-hmm. uh, for going exactly on, you know three and a half decades here yeah um i have an overall question for you uh and this is just something that me and me and scott have kind of butted heads on uh, okay. from time to time like um i kind of feel like with this agenda and where oh, where they're frozen. taking it, the the one thing that I, I think that is not in place that gives me a little bit of hope. Um, and now I can only see my face. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Can, can you hear me? Oh, you're back. You're okay. back. Yeah, you're perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. You, you. Yeah. You went to ask the question, and sure. then you just. And okay. I thought, is he? I thought, is he really thinking about it? That. Oh no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the, the one thing we've kind of butted heads on, I feel like there's. There's a key piece of this agenda that is just not in place that makes me almost think that this could be the trial run and that, that maybe I just think the, 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 the Fed back digital currency is a key piece to put tying this all together so they can turn us off and on. Right. And I don't think it's ready. I don't think in the U.S. that they're ready at all. I think that they could be five years away. I, I know like China's got one, but um, it, and maybe they have things ready that we're not aware of. But uh, what, what's your take on uh, the Fed-backed digital secure or uh, digital currencies? And uh, you know, do you think they can push this agenda through without it? Um, I think they'll struggle to, and I think you're absolutely right on that. But what I do get a feeling, and again, I might go back to my hippie state, that there is a mass awakening yes. that's been happening over the last few years, and I personally think that if that wasn't happening, that maybe this whole COVID thing would have been pushed through in like maybe 2025 or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think I think they're running for the finish line desperately. Yeah. And that's why I think there are holes in it, and I think holes in the plan, and I think that's what ultimately will be will be their undoing, because they're having to do things so quickly and so ridiculously mm-hmm. um, that it's actually alerting a lot of people, you know, like it's a lot easier for them as they have been doing for God knows how long um, to orchestrate stuff from the shadows, you know, and now all of a sudden the, the, the devil is in, is in the living room, you know, tucking into your popcorn and, and everyone can see it now, you know, like even those people that buy the narrative completely in terms of the virus and it's killing loads of people, they're still looking at, a lot of government actions as nefarious. Well, hang on. They might believe that actually they've just jumped on the back of. Oh. Oh. no. With the virus. Okay, we lost you there for a minute, Gareth. <laughs> Too much truth. Sorry. Too much truth. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, mate. No, you're good. You're well, good. So, so let's see. So you were talking about like the, 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 they're, they're pushing too hard and then it's all coming off the yes. rails. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think so. I think they're pushing too hard and, and people are starting to see through it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. even those people that believe the narrative, the virus, they believe it's out there killing people. They're still going, but the government's jumping on the back of this. It's taking advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And, and what they, you know, for nefarious reasons, you know, what's happening in Australia, that doesn't make sense. That's not, to do with the virus in Pakistan, if you're not vaccinated, you're banned from using a motorway. Hang on, that's not about a virus. How are yeah. passing a virus along while you're driving along in a you know yeah. Toyota Corolla? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, and so that's starting to alert people. Yeah. Um, and I just think as well for me, like, because I get asked this all the time, you know, like if you weren't born into this sort of information stuff, would you be questioning it? Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, 
it's a difficult question to ask because what you're asking me to do is to go to an alternate reality sure. and live my life and then make the decisions again. So I, it's, you know, I can't answer that yeah. genuinely answer it. But what I like to think is that, yes, of course I yeah. would see through it because totally. I remember when I was young, we, we, um, we, we had a management company and we kind of been working on a bit of a, kind of a bit of a trust sort of way. There was no contracts between us and things were going all right and whatever. And then they wanted us to sign a contract and we went into this meeting and I was open to sign it. And so were the other guys. And so we were given this contract, read through it and went, okay, um, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, my dad used to have an agent when he worked at the BBC and they were friends and had been friends for a long time. He's, he's dead now, unfortunately. But what I used to do with anything sort of record label, because we signed to a little indie label in London, all these things, I would always give it to my dad to pass on to this guy, Paul Vaughan, sure. who was his agent. And he would then give it to the um, to the lawyer of the of the agency and, and you know, just look through it as a favour because, you know, old, old friends. And so I said, yeah, it looks good to me, but I'm an idiot <laughs> when it comes to contracts. I don't know this jargon. I, I just play guitar. Um, so I'll take it away and, you know, obviously get these people to read through it and whatever. And the whole attitude changed in the meeting. And in the end, one of the guys just slammed his hand on the table and he went, he just went, just sign it. Mm. Right? Oh. And I was like, I actually was going to sign it eventually, I think, but I'm definitely not signing it now. And because your, your, your whole attitude is telling me that this isn't good for me. Yeah. And, and that is what I'm seeing whenever, you know, you've got, Bill de Blasio offering you fries yeah. and a burger to get it, or you know, Marvel have got you know a special comic that you can only get at a vaccine center. Oh my know, god, I hadn't heard about that one. So, so, so sinister, that guy. Um, you know, I'm looking at that and going, Man, that's that's you know, there's a comic, yeah, that's waiting outside a school in a van and yeah. going, Yeah, come yeah. come into my van, have a look at this. You yeah. know, no chance, man. yeah, no chance. Um, and I think a lot of people are the same. A lot of people are looking at it and going, hang on, you know, and um, this was actually part of what Unison, um, that, that, that union w were saying actually was the fact that when it comes to healthcare professionals, the fact that you are all saying, get it or you'll lose your job is so sinister that that's actually turning a lot of them away. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are going, nah, nah, because of the way you're doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's a funny thing as well. I saw an article a couple of days ago where I think this was in America actually, where they were, they, they were taking each individual demographic so that you love stats in America, don't you? I mean, I'm a hockey fan and you can get stats on like uh, what, I don't know, what kind of player uses what shoelaces yeah. and goes in what eyelet or whatever. It's like, yeah. what? Who, yeah, who's totally. even counting that? But um, they were saying like they've broken down every single demographic. So, you know, left-handed, <laughs> whatever, wow. broken it down. And the, and the highest demographic of people that don't want it are people with PhDs. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you see that? Yeah, and so you're going, uh, yeah, and you're going, oh, so this whole kind of thick anti-vaxxer thing, this is, you know, I did my own research on YouTube and all this yeah. sort of stuff that you mock people for. Mm -hmm. Hang on, it's the PhDs that yeah. are going, no, I'm not having it. Yeah, mm -hmm. people that read the actual science. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. exactly. Like well, that's... exactly. 
It's just, we just we just shovel science all day long, and it's like we're the anti-science ones. Okay, whatever you say, whatever you say. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. God, this whole COVID thing is just such the elephant in the room. It just dominates all conversations, and it just like takes over. And it's like I wanted to really start off talking to you about like more about you. You know what I mean? And like, well, of course, we just get down the rabbit hole just inadvertently, but we kind of touched on some of the stuff there. Now I know you're a musician. You know, I'm a musician as well I'm in a band, and like like we were actually getting a lot of traction right before the whole COVID thing happened. And I was just curious, what has been your experience as have you been able to still do shows have you been able to kind of play with the people that you've been playing with or has it just all fallen by the wayside no there's there's actually dust yeah on my guitar. Oh. Lit, literal dust um so when it first started um obviously no shows everything was cancelled yeah and so a lot of my friends were doing online streams yeah i did two and i hated it yeah, yeah. i hated it you know because because with this like we're chatting and so yeah okay we're thousands of miles apart we're not sat in a room having a beer or a coffee sure. or whatever, but I can, I can see you. Yeah. And so we're, we're interaction, like some human interaction. Whereas with these streams, yeah. I can just see myself and that's just weird. Yeah. So I was just sat there in a room singing to myself and you'd see like the odd little thing of like or whatever would pop up. I was like, this isn't a gig. You know, I like hecklers. I like, you know, yeah. I like all that totally. stuff, you know, watch, yeah. watching people get into it. So I stopped doing that. I thought, I'm not doing it. I'll try anything twice. I did too. I hated it. Um, I wrote a couple of tunes and, and, and then I just kind of, I didn't bother because to be honest, before COVID hit, I, I basically spent about a year doing arts council projects that I absolutely fell in love with. Hmm. Um, I'd done all the gigs I've toured. I spent five years in a punk rock band. I did six weeks on two weeks off for five yeah. years touring, um, you know, toured all over Europe. We, we did um, the Midwest of the, the U S and stuff. And I kind of, so, I, I, I kind of scratched that itch anyway. Um, and, and so I was still kind of doing shows and I was thinking, do you know what? My heart's not in this anymore. I love performing and I love writing songs, but just the traveling and the, yeah. you know, service station pasties for tea and all that sort of crap. I was like, I, I don't want that anymore. Um, I want to, you know, be home with the little one and, and my wife and just, that's what I want basically. Yeah. And so a friend of mine had kind of similar sort of, vibe really he was the same and he was like i've started doing quite a lot of work for the arts council you should get involved in one of our projects or whatever so i got involved in this project and what it was it was they took seven musicians from derbyshire but seven completely different so i have been solo for a while so i wasn't mm. playing with a band it was just me and acoustic but you had like a rapper you had a spoken word artist you had a punk rock band you had you know so seven different genres and you got put in seven different places and you had to talk to these people meet them chat about their lives and then write a song as them basically mm. so it was like these people aren't musicians they can't express themselves through music but you can express themselves through your music sort of thing and so i got put in a young offenders um and wow that was an experience man right. a young offenders institute it was insane um so i wrote the song and and it, it did pretty well around derbyshire and the council uh, the arts council um, enjoyed it and stuff and so Alex this guy put through another proposal with the same seven musicians um, and they said yes they don't normally do that because it's like well can you use different artists please but they agreed to it and um, so what we do is something called the traveling band and we went around Derbyshire now where I live in Derbyshire it's it's kind of like behind my house there's a miners welfare club but the coal mine closed in 1981 but they've still got the welfare club you know this, this place was like the heart of the Industrial Revolution. In fact, the Industrial Re Revolution started in Cromford, which is I believe about a 17 minute drive from my house. So it's 
but then now there's no industry it's all gone so it's kind of they're dead areas works pretty sparse it's not great and so you know obviously if you're worrying about feeding your kids you're not giving your kids cello lessons so basically these kids don't have any artistic stuff in their life so part of the project was to go to these towns and villages uh, meet all these people either go to a pub or a play park chat to uh, parents whatever get a bit of a history about the place and then perform it that night for them um which is actually harder than it sounds because they're there to watch and you know you kind of have to do their town justice mm. their village justice their lives justice you know and we're getting some crazy stories like some were hilarious some was like would make you well i did cry a yeah. couple of them i'll be honest uh because they're just so tragic yeah and and so um so we did that and that went down an absolute storm and the arts council needed it so they actually invested a load more money um to get all these artists because in the end there was only four of us three bailed because it's a hard thing to do three yeah. bailed after the first gig so in the end there was four of us and um no that's a lie there was three of us yeah my god there was three of us in the end yeah so four yeah. bailed there's three of us in the end uh me a guy called jamie a guy called gez and we um came up with two ideas. One was to go down to Cornwall, because Cornwall's famous for tin mines. Derbyshire's famous for coal mines. We'll go to Cornwall. They'll come to Derbyshire. They'll write songs about coal mines in Derbyshire. We'll write songs about um, tin mines in Cornwall. We'll call it Minecraft, because it sounds mm. cool. Sure. And we'll, you know, and we'll just kind of just spread, you know, poetry and music and people's life stories around. Um, and we started doing flash, um, flash gigs you know you get these yeah. uh, flash mobs and stuff where you know you go to a pub it'd be pre-arranged with the pub but no one in the pub would know about it there's a guitar behind the bar so you just sit there have a pint playing on your phone whatever and then you get up pick the guitar up and just start singing wow. and everyone in the pub's like what the hell is going on and then you just sort of put, put the guitar down sit down and with that jamie would stand up and start doing this big spoken word thing and everyone's like freaking and then gez would pick up the guitar play his song and the three of us would leave walk off and you just leave everyone going, what the frick just happened? But you just yeah. bought some art somewhere where there's no art. Yes. Um, oh, wow. So I know it's incredible. Yeah. I was loving it. And then COVID. Yeah. And so oh. the, the idea of then now going back to, to a pub and just singing some songs, I'm like, no, nah, man, I want to go back to that arts council stuff. That stuff was yeah. great. Um, and obviously, because it's the arts council, it's the government, basically, at least you know a section of government. And so they've just shut up shop and they're not funding yeah. any projects or doing anything. So it's dead on its backside at the minute. Um, but my heart's in that. So yeah. I'm gutted really. So I don't know if it's something that, you know, me and Alex and, and, and Gez and Jamie are just going to go, do you know what, let's just get together and do it anyway. Yeah. And just yeah. not use the arts council banner. The the only issue you have with that is if you've got the arts council banner, it, it, it opens doors. To, yeah. You know, if we, if we go if we go into a pub and say, "All right, mate, it's all right if we just come in and and stand in the corner, inconspicuous, like, and then just start singing at your lot, and then just bugger off," they'll go, "Probably not." <laughs> but if you go, if you go in and go, "Do you know what? I've got a great arts council project. It's backed by government." Blah blah. Then they'll go, "Oh well, that's amazing." So well, it's the same idea I said Maybe. earlier. He said no to. <laughs> Maybe I'm sure yeah. you find the right pub though, the right people that are on the level. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, you sell. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And and also, I think now, you know, actually. With, with how they've basically tried to destroy pubs completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, that anyone will be happy to just get any advertising. Because I mean, if that happened in the pub, people would talk about it and go, yeah. hey man, I was I was in the dog and duck and these guys just started playing. Like that was crazy. Oh. I'm going to go back to the dog and duck on Friday because I don't know what the hell's going to happen next Friday, you know? Yeah. yeah. And you would kind of have that, that hopefully. Um, but what they're trying to do here, obviously in um, the end of this month, so three and a bit weeks, 
they bring in the vaccine passes for football um, and nightclubs, which is funny because if it's only old people dying of COVID, you'd think you'd need a vax pass for a bingo hall. But nah, they're just attacking the young people because that's the whole point. Obviously, they want it in the youngsters. Um, But but obviously, without pushback, the nightclubs will become the bars and the bars will become the restaurants and the restaurants will become um, supermarkets. And, you know, and yeah. that's and that's how it's meant to go you know and yeah. they're going to try and make it as spicy as possible and 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 when people start start dropping like flies in the winter as they will yeah but yeah. not but not from covid um they will then say everything is covid blame it on us and yes and, you know, that's it it's going to be pretty it's spicy unvaccinated you know spicy yeah. that's that's the way to put it it's going to be spicy yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know no, no, nothing worth having is easy yeah and if that's we right. want if we want to bring these people down yeah. um then you know you if, if you want to defeat Goliath, then you kind of have to bring him out and fight him. Yep. Um, and so for centuries, these people have been able to, to control everything from the shadows. And now they're not in the shadows anymore and they're out in plain sight. And it's, you know, that's a good thing. We can see who they are now. So, so now, now's the time to, to fight them. Um, Absolutely. You know, and I think we're going to win. I, well, I know we're going to win. Yep. I've, I've, win. I believe that 100%. from the beginning. You know, but it, but that doesn't mean it's going to be, it's going to be nice. I mean, there's one, there's one thing which I think is key. Um, Obviously a lot of, you know, a short illness is the new black that's everywhere. Mm. Um, And so it's obviously already having its effect. As soon as they start rolling it out to kids, you're going to have kids dying. So they're going to create a new variant that attacks children. They'll have to do that to cover the vaccine deaths, obviously. Um, but 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 the thing I think is really key. I, I remember seeing something from the CDC um, earlier in the year, and what they were doing, they were appealing for blood plasma um, for for some antibody, COVID antibody thing they were trying to develop, and it said in it that it had to be unvaccinated blood because the vaccinated blood um, wouldn't work because the vaccine itself, through its spike proteins yeah. etc., um, actually destroys. The, any antibodies it, it basically takes them away so it's essentially like a factory reset yep. basically yep. yeah um and so i thought to myself then and no one was you know i say people you know, people like yourselves would have been but no one in the mainstream was going yeah. well hang on a minute like if you're 75 and you've had the flu seven times and you've had chicken pox and you've had measles and you had all these things and you've got all these antibodies hang on if you factory reset that but then you still go out to Aldi and do your shopping and you still go down to the park and, you know, scratch yourself on, on, on that rusty bench or whatever, you know, you've got no antibodies for anything. Hang on. What the, f- you know, what? Yeah. No one was asking that question. Um, and then I saw um, an interview with Dr. Ryan Cole and I found this really interesting because he was saying he had people coming in with shingles, but they'd had chicken pox as a kid. Yeah. That's kind of unheard of. You know, if you've had chicken pox, you don't get shingles. Um, but these people are all vaxxed. And it's like, oh, of course, it's taken away the antibodies. And then what he said, which kind of pricked my attention more, um, when my my first uh, born was young, she got these really sore little spots. And, you know, like paranoid, frightened parents. I was like, what the hell are these? You know, what, you know, they just came from nowhere. Anyway, they were, they were called meloscum spots. And they're quite contagious. Um, and they just go away one day basically they just disappear there's nothing you can do if they get got really sore you know i'd put like a maybe a little bit of pseudo cream on it but you basically there's no treatment so you just give her like oat baths and try and stop it being itchy whatever that's all you can do and then one day they disappeared they literally it was overnight it's bizarre i went to check oh my god they're just gone it was really strange um and so me and my wife were quite wary at first of the idea of actually you know we don't want to catch them um and then it transpires like that i'd had 
these little things and most kids have and actually yeah. that's why you know you won't catch them you've got the antibodies oh right i didn't even realize um and so dr ryan cole said he had 50 people all vaccinated 50 people who were in you know middle-aged were coming in um saying with, with molluscum spots that they caught off their kids or off their grandkids and and it's like yeah because you've been factory reset you know so what then happens when when flu season comes along yeah it's, i mean it's gonna be that's insane it's gonna be it's gonna be carnage it's gonna be carnage it's gonna be carnage yeah the antibody dependent enhancement is kind yep. of the, the yep. same idea right i mean yep. uh, yeah yeah totally and it's it's a it's a frightening realization because you know I'm, I'm 19 months into a pandemic. I don't know anyone that's died of COVID. I know two people, one lost his father and one lost his uncle, both um, contested it. Yeah. Um, one was uh, terminal cancer given six weeks to live and died eight weeks later of COVID. Okay, mate. And so the family went mad because he'd, he'd been fighting cancer for a long, long time. Yeah. And they saw it as massively disrespectful that you're putting down COVID when he battled against cancer. Um, so they contested it. And I think they actually overturned that one. Wow. Um, and the other one was someone that I know I went to school with and they're, they're contesting it as well because his father was very ill with lots of different things. He had kidney failure and various other things. It was nothing to do with COVID. Um, and as my friend made the point, you know, he was looking after him at the time with his kids and everyone was tested. No one had anything. No, no one got ill yet. They were with him the whole time and he's dying. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but they're the only two people I know. Um, and, and then all of a sudden, like, obviously this vaccine rollout, and I know people that have had, you know, injuries uh, and become really ill and, 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 are, not, and are not right now. Yeah. And, and it's like, with this whole, you know, factory reset of people's immune systems, I'm looking at it, I'm thinking, you know what, if I get my phone now and I scroll through the contacts, there's going to be so many people in there by this time next year that aren't going to be answering the phone anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's a a really horrible realization super, super, to come to really super sad Gareth. I know, yeah. I know we're at the one hour mark. I really want to be mindful of your time. I know you have an early morning, but I just have one more question. I'm just dying to ask if that's all right. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So, um, this is one of, one of the ones I wanted to get out of the way in the beginning, but like, okay, so we've done episodes before on like how to red pill your kids, you know, how to, how to introduce this information and how to, how to show your kids that maybe, you know, maybe what you're learning in school isn't exactly what, uh, it is, what, what the reality is. And so I'm just really curious, like when you were growing up, how did your dad present this information to you? And did you go through like a rebellious phase? Did you go through a phase where you're like, oh fuck, there's dad talking about lizard people again. Now I'm not saying like, I'm, I'm all about the bloodline thing, but I'm just like, what was that like for you? How was that information presented? Did you buy into it right away or did, was it a gradual awakening? Now being a father, I would yeah. say, you know, how will you present this yeah. information to your kids or, you know, just encourage them to, to find their own truth? Yeah. Always, always find their own truth. Yes. Although with mine, I mean, my daughter is three um and the other week i was just minding my business eating my dinner and she said can you stop being because i was making a noise can, can you stop being silly and eat with your mouth closed so i don't think <laughs> i have a problem um kind of you know teaching her yeah. to uh, to ask questions and be sort similar, of responsible yeah, for herself yeah. to be honest <laughs> but um but um she also said when she was in the back seat of the car before my wife gave birth she said can we call the baby bibble for a laugh <laughs> um which <laughs> really amused me That's which to, to to which i was like yeah sure why not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. go for it um but yeah of course you know you have to discover your own truth because you because if you just get told then it's no different yeah um from being told you know if i get told by professor mcdavid at the university or if i get told by my dad if you're still being told yeah. you're still being told um so you know dad's always kind of presented information and then you just do 
with it what you will or mm. whatever. Um, you know, my, my, so I've, I've kind of, I didn't have a massive red pill moment because I've just kind of always, you know, I think there were red pills in my formula. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I've kind of just totally. always sort of had stuff going on. Um, but then at the, for me, I, well, I used to play beach soccer and I went out to Israel to play against Israel. Now, all you heard in the UK is like, you know, it's kicking off again. Uh, there's, you know, bloody Arabs on the West Bank. You know, it was all very one-sided and it still is, to be fair. Less so now, but it was very one-sided reporting. You know, Palestinian terrorist, Israeli human is the sort of mm, dynamic yeah. that they would kind of present. And so I went out there, I played against Israel and it was a very strange experience and I didn't like it. And I saw things there and I saw things in East Jerusalem because we went on a tour and stuff around and that just didn't fit the narrative. It was like, this isn't, this is not the reality that was presented at home on the news. And so I really started to kind of study into that and look into that. And, and I became friends with a lot of people that I've worked, I still I've worked with for years, Palestinian charities and stuff. And um, that was my real red pill of, of, of personal experience, you know, of actually, man, this is, you know, and then as soon as I started doing that stuff and raising money for these charities, then I was then getting attacked and called an anti-Semite and all this stuff. And then people, I was working for Virgin Active at the time as a PT. I had um, Israeli groups trying to get me sacked. They were, they were phoning the front office of a Derby gym to try and get me stacked. I mean, it's just insanity. Um, so that was a real red pill for me. It was just like, this is you know, wow. what I'm being told and what is the reality are not the same thing and they're so far removed. And then once you've had that, then it's like, okay, what other realities are so far removed from what I'm being told, oh, yeah. you know, and you, and you, you start to ask those questions. And it's funny when you were saying about a park you, um, because when I worked at Virgin Active and at any gym I've ever worked at, you, you have to get them to sign and read through and sign a park you before you can even give them an hour PT session. Wow. Crazy. You know, let, yeah. yeah. But, but not to be injected with something that's, yeah. Still in its clinical trials yeah. and no one knows what's going to do to you. Yeah. Ah, so insane. Right on, Gareth. Well, thank you so much, brother. I really thank appreciate you, so you coming on with us and talking to us and just, man, it's such an honor. Can you tell the Mate, listeners where, it. yeah, totally. Can you tell the listeners where they can find more? <laughs> yes. Um, well, iconic.com there is, is, um, is where the, um, where the right now show is and where the WhatsApp podcast is, which just started off as a laugh. It was me and rich cause we get on really well. Um, and he came around to my house because we were filming the walk. Actually, we were, we were off to go film and he stayed at my house. And he's like, do you want to do a, a podcast a live? And I was like, yeah, go on then. And so we did it and it went down. All right. And then we said, why don't we do this every other week? Um, and all it is, is it's just like what, what half is like what the actual fuck It's just like, yeah. I've realized that throughout the last 18 months, I have multiple times a day gone <laughs> and looked at my phone and gone, what? <laughs> you know, because, because it's just mad, isn't it? It's just yeah, mad. And yeah. we just thought, let's just laugh at this stuff because it's a very English, well, it's a very British humor is, you know, just to laugh. Yeah. You know, I, I could be in a car accident and my leg hanging off and I'd just be sat there giggling because I'm English and that's what we do. Yeah. Cause it's that or cry. So I'll laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that. And then the walk, which is why I'm up at, at four tomorrow and wheels moving at half four. I'm driving to Snowden to climb Snowden, wow. uh, the mountain yeah. uh, for the last episode of the second series of the walk. Yeah. Which we were supposed to shoot, um in may but when we tried to get up snowden you couldn't get up it was it, the weather was just insane and wow. um and a, bu a bunch of people had died trying it last year and we were like i'm not gonna be another yeah. one of them yeah um, awesome. yeah awesome yeah. amazing that's, that's 
that's a slightly different show. We kind of went for what we did is we just said, you know what, with the alternative media, which I which I hate as a term actually, and I've just used it because it's just the media. I don't think I don't think we're alternative. I think we're just fact. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so by by calling yourself alternative, I think you're sort of doing yourself a bit of a disservice, really. But um, we realised that within the our media, um, there's no real entertainment shows. It's all kind of heavy. It's all quite serious. So we thought with the walk, you know, we'll talk to historians and stuff, but we'll just have a laugh as well and try and provide some kind of light relief to the chaos that is reality. Totally, totally. The new media. How about the new media? That's us. Yeah. The new media is good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. The yeah. truth media. Yeah. yeah. The truth media. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> right on, Gareth. Yeah. Well, good luck, man. And hopefully we'll catch up again soon. All right. I'd love that. Yeah. All right. Thanks Thank you me. so Take very care. much. Bye-bye. So I love when we make these friends yep. across yeah. the oceans. Yeah. And here. All over the world. Like, 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 like just, Alex and uh, like just people, yeah, yeah. Dude. Uh, Francis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all our friends um, over in Europe, dude. I love I, it. I mean, we just had Matt Raymer. Yep, yep, yep. Um, you know, I mean, we've, we have, yeah. But I, I just really enjoyed hearing, and I don't know, it's not like a lot of new information, but hearing just how different perspective from a different place. Almost the same thing, yeah. but it's just seeing it from Through the their other eyes. side of the world. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, um, well, the same thing that's happened, that's what I was trying to get at, is like, you know, the same thing that's happening here is happening there. Like, it's that lockstep thing, you know, the old Rockefeller oh, totally, lockstep. Totally. It's like, all these agendas are being carried out in unison throughout the whole world, which tells you, that tells you everything you need to know. This one world government that's that's on our doorstep, like, it's it's being very orchestrated. Agenda, you know? agenda, 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 agenda. agenda. I'm going to cut the face out of that shirt one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, great. He's always just looking at me with that evil little <laughs> friggin' sneer. Yeah. Fauci gave us all aid, folks. There Man, you go. Don't you forget alive. it. Do you want to yeah. give me that other screen real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, though, I, I love to hear, um, you know, it's something that John Paul Rice talked about, yeah. too. It's just like, just like art, like art, the, like real art being done, you know? Like, right. I, I do think that that, like, that is one of the vectors they've attacked that uh, I don't want to forget that, like, how important is it as us parents to, to grow our kids up and like, like have them involved in art and bringing art to the world. And, like what, how important that is. And, uh, and how much art's been inverted. And exactly. we've talked about this over and over yes. and over. Look at the disgusting displays of things we've seen over the years and more specifically over the last year, that's just been brought to our immediate attention. Certainly, like it's, you know, certainly. so I, I loved all of that. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Woo. What, right. an, what, what an honor, dude. What a, that's so cool. Yeah, really, definitely. really cool to come yeah. in on a Saturday and yeah. sit here and talk to Gareth Ike. I know, yeah, dude. What the heck? Yes, whatever. As amazing has his uh, story and all these things he's been involved with, um, I just felt like he's just a down-to-earth yeah. father. Yeah. Yep. Like myself. Yep. 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 Just, right? fight, just fighting the fight. fight everyone we talk to is relatable. Everyone we talk to, no matter what walk of life or what their profession or their title or their experience, we're, we're all like we all see it and we all want the same things for our families and for the, our communities at large. So yeah. I don't know. And that well, we're all one of the same. things I was thinking is, is, and I've probably said this many times on the show, but it's just, uh, you know, how they're trying to divide and conquer into, you know, left, right, all these different things they use, you know, BLM, uh, the trans movement, you know, all these different things they try to use as trigger points to, to get us to, to fight against each other. Now we got, you know, over in Texas, the, the abortion thing that they're mm -hmm. trying to get us to jump on. So you pick a side and whether or not, like I, you know, I do think that there are rights and wrongs and, and, and whatnot, but I don't want to necessarily just get invite there. What they're doing is trying to get us to fight. Right. Mm -hmm. But really, so we don't fight them. Yes. Really what it all comes down to, like the, the real dividing point is, and I think that it's just the, the more we look at this, it's the people that watch and buy the mainstream media mm -hmm. versus 
the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Right? And the like, younger uh, generations haven't been taught that there's a different, you know, outlet. Like they just yeah. don't know. Yeah. I see a lot I have of, young, a lot of youngsters pity. waking up though. I yeah. see a lot of youngsters waking They're, up. They are, yeah. but there's a lot that are still just brainwashed. And I, yeah. I do have a lot of pity for them. And so. that's the, that is also the, the responsibility of the parents that he brought up in the show is. too, is the responsibility. I mean, that's why our kids aren't going to public school right now, right? Well, not to I, any school in this state. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it is, it is, um, it is the duty of our of us as parents to, to raise our children right. Yeah. You know, and absolutely. I'm not saying like like he said, where well, I'm not gonna shove it down their throat, but they're certainly gonna be aware of both sides and taught to critically think. Yeah. That that is that is my duty as a parent. It is. And and we are supposed to raise our children in the way they're supposed to go. We're not supposed to just as parents go, well, there's an equal amount of information on both sides and good luck. Like you're supposed to give them a base. They're supposed to learn their morals and their ethics from their families. And yes, you teach them to critically think so that if as times change or their life circumstances dictate it, they can make, you know, different critical whatever like they can come to different conclusions or they can do take different paths that's what you teach them but also you train them to be um hopefully in alignment with your family's ideals your family's ethics your family's morals because that's how we know what our right is and as you know parents who do critically think we're constantly finding a deeper truth we're constantly looking at a way to elevate our children to elevate ourselves children learn by watching us and you know throughout all of this you know it's just always comes right back to and we say personal accountability but really you know, even on these issues of like abortion, all the divide and what should you do with your body and what should I do with mine and what should other people be like? When should the government step in and when should tax dollars be used for, you know, it really comes down to the individual, us being responsible for our own lives, us being mindful of what we get ourselves into, us being mindful of what we put into our bodies, including other people. Like the whole entire thing, health, our health, our spirituality comes down to us protecting it in and of ourselves. And then hopefully we surround ourselves with people who help to uh, guard it as well. So, yes. Yeah. And uh, certainly it hasn't, uh, I know uh, I've never been more aware of those facts. And, and yeah. I, I think that that's what this, this show has been about for us. Yeah. Uh, not even maybe hopefully for the audience too, but is, is to walking in the direction of that truth. Absolutely. Walking towards the light and not away from it. Right. Like yeah. I think what they tried to do is to, to tell us, how to think and we we said we're going to walk closer to the truth what they held a flashlight down at the bottom of a dark tunnel yeah, and told totally. us that was the way to <laughs> yeah, go totally. yeah. and totally. they've obscured the light and yeah. we're just turned around so yep. that's, yeah. it. that's it everybody wow so thank you so much for sitting in with us please go and find gareth ike um you can see his podcast what f w h a t a f f what f and you can well, find it's, uh, it's uh, i think it's called hold on, hold on. that's just like the fanatic yeah. version so here we go it's, oh uh, am i wrong well no, no no it's all right it's all right i just want to make sure that everyone has the i think it's wtaf like what the actual fuck like, w- that's, oh that's it, uh, wait but, wait but, wait what is it it's like wtaf oh, you, all right scott wrote but it phonetically, I wrote it phonetically for me. on the on the thing so. <laughs> so it's she yeah, said yeah. it right, but she uh, was wrong. Um, <laughs> it was a good try. And please go and find him on Iconic, Iconic. Network. Yeah. And until next time, everybody, I am Megan sitting here with Scott Ned on a Saturday afternoon. Ooh. I reckon that you guys will see this tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's going to be midweek. We got our other one midweek. tomorrow. Midweek. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll hear so. this midweek. Until next time, we wish all of you intellectual prosperity. Good afternoon. Beep, 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 beep,